From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Yeah, darn tootin'. You're darn You're darn tootin'. Oh, man, we didn't talk about this uh, beforehand. Uh, Highfalutin' darn tootin'. All right, so, uh, guys, this, uh, oh, well, all right. So I'm going to do the ad reads, and then we're going to talk a minute, and, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how things go. Lots of the listeners, we're going to talk? Yeah. Are we going to talk, or are we going to talk? Oh, man, we're going to rap. What? We're going to rap. My we're cool gonna, kids, here's what we're going to do no, today. We're not, we can't rap it. No, I promise I'm not going to let him rap at you. Do the ad read. Okay. <laughs> uh, the American Home Brewers Association does a lot of support home brewing and home brewers. Now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you uh, discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link on our homepage and join today. Also, I'm to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, <laughs> Hoppen Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, and Dakota West. Yes, I got his last name right on the last show. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so if you like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios. Click on the patron link above our homepage at blindnessstudios.com. And uh, while you guys are at blindnessstudios.com, go ahead and click on our store link and check out some of our merch there, or you can go to teespring.com slash store slash studios and check that there. All right. Uh, Rick is joining us in the studio today, and we'll get into what we've been up to beer-wise. I just want to give you guys a heads up on what kind of show this is going to be. We are starting a new series, and so this is more of a planning show, a letting you guys know what's going to come up show. Um, things that you need to know is this is going to be kind of a Rick and, Rick and I, uh, uh, me and Rick. A Rick and I. This is going to be a Rickening. Um, well, well, a Rick and I. Uh, or, or, yeah, this this is gonna be a passion. It's all one word. It's Rick this and I. is this is kind of a passion project of mine and Rick's, um, <clears throat> yeah. or of Rick's and mine um, that we we are very excited about, and we are going to hash out some specific details here on air. We're going to kind of tell you guys what's going on, um, but never fear. Uh, Brian is still my co-host for our quote-unquote normal episodes of Homebrew Bound. Um, these are going to kind of yes. pop in as we have information for them as. Um, as, as we find things that we're excited out about, um, in this subject and an intermittent uh, and intermittence and like when Brian can't get together and record, Rick is, is kind enough to come and step in. So yeah. Uh, before we get, uh, too deep there, uh, you know, man, what are you been up to beer related? Oh, I haven't done a whole lot. I had that dandelion wine that I made this I didn't get any of that. No, I didn't have it yet. It's not done. <gasps> When's it going to be done? It's on secondary firm. I don't know. It's still not quite clear. We don't use the term secondary fermentation here because uh, it's a lie. Whatever. It's, it's aging. It's in a second vessel. Um, it's chilling because it's not quite clear yet, and I'm just waiting for it to get all the way clear. Oh, okay. But it's only like six months old. It could take like eight, nine, ten, twelve months. Oh, okay. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very there's, there's people on the interwebs who age them for like two years. I don't think I'm going to do that, but just chilling out there, and then I'll bottle it eventually. All right. Um, let's see. I went on a epic uh, brewery uh, tour with uh, my mom and my dad and my aunt for my mom's birthday. It was very exciting. Uh, 
and it was her idea to go on a brewery tour. Yeah. And because like they all had um, what she calls mom beer, uh, which is Rattlers and Fruity Sours. <laughs> so she was all up on that all the time. Um, and your, your mom, when when I see her out at the brewery, she really enjoys the atmosphere. I oh, think a lot more than the beverage. Like, yeah, she really likes the hanging out. She she absolutely does. Um, and that's that's kind of what She's ended very up very social because my dad and I were pretty kersnickered. <laughs> um, yeah, we hit. Uh, so we went up to Eau Claire, uh, which uh, is about forty minutes, forty five minutes from the studio. I'd say right, we're about there. Yep. yep. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Nah, it was about there. Um, and uh, we we hit uh, uh, K Point Brewing, uh, which is in, which shares a space with the Coffee Grounds. They had a real like it was kind of a lager day. Um, they're really doing some really good lagers in that in that area, of Wisconsin, right now. Yeah, uh, I had a Schwartz beer there, which was mm, um, went over to. Um, Lazy Monk, which first time I had finally been there. You, you, that was the first time you'd been to to the facility. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, because every time I was going by, it like it was Sunday and they were closed. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they've got some real good loggers there. Real good loggers, very cool beer hall atmosphere. And then we walked yeah. over to um, Brewing Project, and they were doing something they call like there was it was their Halloween uh, last weekend, which we realized when everybody was in costume and we weren't. <laughs> Nice. Um, and then, so did that. They had something they were they were calling the trick or treating flight. It was thirteen bucks, and you got four pours. And it was a uh, what was it? A sour gummy worms ale, a um, double stuffed Oreo imperial stout, oh. a Butterfingers imperial stout, oh. and a Skittles uh, sour beer. Most of it sounds bad, but it's a cool idea. I really I like liked the, the double stuffed. It was like you know, chocolatey. That um, one's the one that imperial seems, milk stout seems good. Like um, and work. then the Butterfingers one was a peanut butter milk, uh, peanut butter imperial milk stout. So this one's much much easier to mix. Yeah, the the other ones. Uh, I mean, they taste everything tasted spot on, but my God, were the other ones just ungodly sweet? Yeah, that's did not what enjoy. I would imagine. All right. Um, yeah, that was kind of it. That's uh, I am brewing this weekend, trying to get the fermenters full again. It's been it's been a minute. Um, just things have been busy, and then I'm I'm leaving for a couple of weeks, so it's the perfect time to get beers in. So then they're ready, and then I can get more beers in and get back into brewing. Hopefully, you now that yeah. summer has stopped, and I I can stop worrying about pool water chemistry and start worrying about my own brewing water chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be, it'll be fun. We'll be able to do some hysterical ones. Too. Yeah, which brings us right into our discussion. Uh, we're we're going to skip the commercial calibration. Those will only happen on Brian episodes. These episodes, we will not have those. So Right, right, because right. Because otherwise we're going to run out of the styles, and Brian yeah. will be like, why didn't we try that one? And it'll be a yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are starting a series on historical brewing. We will come up with a fun name for it. We don't have one yet. Right yeah. now, it's just uh, the historical brewing series. Yeah, uh, maybe like brewing through history. I don't know. That sounds like we're brewing a bunch, and like this is going to be more of a research and talk with some brewing added. His, his, historing, historying, 
We'll think of something. We'll think of something. Um, so what this is, uh, we are going to dive in and learn about historical mm-hmm. brewing methods and practices from around the world. The around the world thing, I think, is the most important uh, phrase there. Yeah. Um, we we were talking before the show. There are aspects like everybody knows, at least in in our in the American centric homebrewing circles, that we know certain things about brewing, like certain things about the history of brewing. Like we all know like about like the Egyptian bread beer and mm-hmm. like the like the basics of you know the the modernization of the brewing process and stuff like that but we don't know a lot about like asian like what 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 were people brewing in asia yeah. what were people brewing in like mesoamerica <laughs> or pre pre-columbian north america yeah. um even like historically in europe we don't really like you and i don't know we we as like the royal we of homebrew bound we are kind of out of it yeah. we don't we don't know um, and so we're we're kind of excited to learn about that. This is another stupidly ambitious project like the Every Style Challenge, um, except yeah. this one doesn't have a clear end goal, yeah, except which, to learn things. Right. You know, makes it not quite as daunting. Not, not quite as daunting, but also it's it, like I'm I'm looking at it it's in the same way. It, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I. Well, we we've been interested in this more than just recently. Like this has yep. been something that we've yeah. Uh, so recently, um, the thing that kind of start uh, sparked the conversation around it, and the um, like the motivation to like really start pulling into it is we have started build uh, building a man a, a pseudo historical village. Yeah, is is I guess what I would call it. Yeah. Um, Rick has some land and we are working and, um, working on building some like outbuildings and stuff like that. One of them will be a brewery eventually out there. Historically inspired building. Histor- historically inspired as accurately as we can, but also because we're lazy, we're using power tools. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's, but it's been like, like a couple of years ago, I did the research on the Lichtenhainer and brewed that one um and that was it was fun it was fun to do the research and figure out the beer and yeah how it's brewed well and we we like say yeah we we did that with the lichtenhainer we did that with um the sati we did that with the goza like when we hit that historical uh section of the bjcp like we did brew some quote-unquote historical styles like the pre-prohibition porter and stuff like that um, and that kind of brings me, well, uh, one, one more thing. I just want to reiterate, this is not going to be a weekly series. This is not even going to be a bi-weekly series. Um, there are times where it might be, but this is going to be when Rick and I have time to, to fully do the research and do an episode. <clears throat> yeah. Some, some episodes I might research, some episodes Rick might research. Um, we'll get into, uh, what we're going to start with and that a little bit later. Um, but we still uh, will be doing like the modern brewing science and discussions with Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this will just be intermittent. But uh Yep. Um so goals. So I have some goals that uh like kind of like not necessarily ground rules, but goals of this series. Okay. Um and we can add to these, we can we can subtract, we can change. Uh here are the four that I kind of uh I kind of put down while thinking about this. Um we want to learn more about history and culture surrounding fermentation, just in general. Yeah. Um, fermentation seems to be uh, almost fundamental to humanity. 
Yeah, well, and throughout this, like with with the history of fermentation, we're going to end up brewing things that aren't really beer. Yep. Because it's it's the yeah. it's the story it's the history of beer. Yep, and we were absolutely doing a focus on beverages. Um, there may be like, oh, we might like tackle like fermenting like cabbage different ways <laughs> because like fermenting cabbage, like kimchi and sauerkraut are both fermented cabbage but completely different. Yeah. So we might we might uh, tackle some like fermented foods in there, but we're going to primarily focus on uh, right, beverages. Right. Um, and then I want to look at styles in a historical context instead of just through a modern lens. So when we hit when when we hit the historical styles with the BJCP, we yeah. were we were purely looking at them as like okay we have to brew these and we're look we weren't really looking at the context around them, right? As to why they were brewed that way, um, and getting deeper into it. Yeah. And I think that would one probably made a better sati. Um, two. Would have given us more appreciation for it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and probably less dog barking. Um, yeah. No, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be good. What, you had a fourth one? Uh, I have a third one and a fourth one. Oh, oh I thought. We're, you're okay. only two in. Um, and then three, um, attempt to recreate historical recipes and methods brewing them. Yeah. Um, the the attempt to recreate historical recipes is very interesting to me, but mostly trying to do some of these old brewing methods. And I've been a part, uh, like I've been a part of some semi-historical brews, like dropping hot rocks and stuff and whatnot. But trying to do it from a truly historical, um, like view. Uh, or with truly historical methods would will be very interesting. And then four, find uh, find ways of blending old methods with modern practices to create unique beers. Yeah, I'm excited to cook a beer over open wood fire. Yeah. I am too. I almost bought that giant kettle. How much was it? Uh, he didn't have a price on it, oh. and it was in Red Wing, and like we would like we would have had to try to figure out how to fix your truck in order to go get it. I could have banged something together. Yeah. But, yeah, somebody was selling, like, a 50-gallon uh, kettle. Man, that would have been cool. Yeah, but that's also very big. It is very big. We need, so big. like, a 10-gallon kettle, yeah. maybe. We, we need, like, a 15-gallon yeah. kettle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's those are the goals. Um, is there anything you'd like to kind of talk about there? So uh, other bullet points I have in here is I want to talk about um, what the series will look like, what periods we'll cover, um, where we're starting, things we're excited about, and things that we are not looking forward to. Right, that's fine. All right. Yeah. So uh, what the series will look like is uh, hopefully um, with each uh, era or era slash region that we're going to dig into, um, we're going to do a general overview of the specific time region that we're covering, um, a deep dive into what grains, herbs, etc., were available, like what fermentables and what flavorings we actually have to work with. Yeah. Um, and then d- dig into what brewing practices from the era region, like, we can find. Because a lot, like, some of this is just still shrouded in mystery. Some of this, like, there's a lot of historical data on. Some of these are practices well, that have still maintained to today. When I was, like... But I, I can't remember what the name of that beer was, but that I brewed in Green Bay that I researched from France. Um, but some of it is like you'll have to end up just kind of like f- the brewing practices seem dependent on which person brewed it. Yep. 
Like maybe maybe this person's like, this is how you brew a beer. And the other one's like, this is a different way. Oh, absolutely. This one, you don't boil it at all. This one, you boil it for four hours. <laughs> um, and then the final one is, I am making a promise now to you guys, we will attempt at least one recipe um, for every deep dive we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to do at least one recipe yep. for that. Um, periods uh, we'd like to cover, and this is kind of where you guys come in. Because I want to know what you guys want to hear about as well as what we're interested in. Um, current spots of interest, um, farmhouse ales of Northern Europe, um, pre-Columbian North American fermentation, early beers from the Middle East. Um, I'm really curious about classical fermentation in like Greece and Rome. Yeah, those are interesting. Um, especially like if we do a little bit like if we dive into the wine side of it, like learning about like Roman spice wines and Greek spice wines, like that's super fascinating to me. That would definitely be fun to make some. Yeah, and even even if we don't like make the wines, like di- talking about the different spices and stuff like that. And um, I I have met some people like throughout different tastings and stuff that are super knowledgeable in spicing, and I bet I could reach out to them and pick their brains on some of that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, Rick, is there any like specific era that you would be really interested in diving into? Um, not specifically beyond the ones that you mentioned. Like, I like the, uh, I, I really like the farmhouse ales of Europe because that's just what everyone was drinking. Right. Well, and perfect because that's where we're starting. Yeah. Uh, We are going to start this series, um, starting with the next episode of the historical brewing series that we release, um, which will either be, which will be in the next few weeks here. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure release order, Um, but uh, we are going to start with um, farmhouse sales of Northern Europe. And the primary resource that we're going to use for that, if you guys want to pick it up and kind of follow along, is historical brewing techniques. Um, the Lost Art of Farmhouse Brewing by Lars Marius Garschel. Um, and we're going to do some additional research on this, look at some of his sources, see what we can dig in there. Um, this book is beautiful, by the way. Um, and it, it like, beautiful photos oh, throughout nice the entire thing. Um, it's like a textbook, but yeah. cool. Um, yeah, color photos, a lot of good stories and research in here where he sat down and talked with people, and um, there's an entire section in here on him trying to quantify recipes yeah. for what the, what they were doing and that kind of thing. I highly recommend it. Um, it's a brewer's publication book, so if you buy it directly from there, um, that's probably better, uh, or a brewer's association book. Um, I bought your copy on Amazon for like 12 bucks, so. Nice. Which is way under sticker. Yeah, it's 25. <laughs> but it's still really good for that kind of book. Yeah. And that, that uh, yep. Um, yeah, so that's where we're going to start. So, Rick, what are you excited about with this? I'm excited to try the different uh, different techniques, mostly. Like, I, I like the history and the research. I guess that's what I would be most excited about, but I, I'll do that stuff on my own anyway. But really, like trying stuff, the old ways and stuff. That's and then we're gonna get into beers that are are like not flavored with or not balanced with hops, and they're gonna be like different spices and stuff. We're getting into that pretty much immediately, right? Which well, is very I mean, exciting. that's that's like hops are not 
hops have not been around as long as beer, mm-hmm. or at least not been commonly not been used, used in beer yeah. as long as beer's been made. And there's so many different things that we just don't even have. We just don't even... We don't put saffron and, and flowers in our beers, usually. Mm-hmm. But they did, and I'm excited to do like that stuff, the unique ingredients, and then the all of the, the fun techniques that we're going to get to do that <clears throat> we'll have to be careful not to burn ourselves with. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Our, I've already been putting together like, oh man, how do we how do we tip a kettle that's on the fire without hurting ourselves? Yeah. Uh, yep. So we're gonna figure. It's gonna that be out. a journey. Oh yeah, no, I I'm excited about that the the technique aspect of it. Um, <clears throat> I'm very excited about the discussions that are come gonna come out of it, especially yeah. with you guys, our listeners. You uh, because we have listeners all over the world. And you guys have unique experiences and perspectives on some of these styles that we just we we don't have any experience with being, you know, Midwesterners in America. Yeah, um, we're we're it's it's very isolated, and I'm excited. Like once the world starts opening up, uh, especially like as we're going through this, if we can make um, some trips to like Norway, Sweden. Yeah, uh, stuff like that in order to do some like I guess quote unquote hands on research with some of these styles how they are modernly. Yeah, and well, and, and the, what's cool is you have like breweries that make the traditional styles in modern ways, or you have breweries that over there that have been around for hundreds of years right. that already merge the styles. Well, and or, like, we merge the technology and at, like. And part of this is we need to make a, a trip out. Like, we should reach out to our friends over at Sugar Creek uh, Malt House and uh, go check out their Sane House and stuff yep. like that. And they have a traditional brewing setup there. Yeah, that, that would be good. We should do that for yeah. sure. Um, I'm excited to get our own historical brewery set up. Yep. Whenever we do that, it's well, not really part of the show. It's but not we'll, really part of the show, it'll be but it'll cool be part because of it. then we'll be able to take the show into there. Well, and I think that will, like, doing the show will help build up some of that. And yeah. We'll know a lot more about how to set that up. Well, and then how to set it up for different eras and styles of brewing, too. Yeah. Which will be very interesting. What are you not looking forward to? Um... Because I think that's that's just as interesting. Because th- this is something we didn't uh, we never we talked about a lot off air. I don't think we ever talked about it on air for the eighty style challenge. We both had a lot of things that we were not looking forward to. Uh, dead ends in research, because that happens. Like yep. sometimes specifically with stuff when you're looking. I think I think a lot more people would know about like if you look at historical recipes. Sometimes there's just not information on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, you reach the end, and it's like, well, there's not, there's no measurements, and in a lot of stuff, there's just no measurements. Yeah, and figuring out how much of something to put somewhere. Well, even um, not just no no measurements. There's um like so if we're talking like I think there's there's one beer recipe that exists in Samaria, and it's a poem. Right. Exactly. So I mean, there's there's like. There's always going to be dead ends in research. Yep, and especially the farther back we go, the less uh, information there's going to be. Like, if we start looking at 
um, Mesoamerican like styles. Like, uh, was it those, like those ones aren't the ones that worry me though? Like the ones that worry me the most are the ones where there's just enough information that somebody's gonna be like, actually, that's not what I heard when I visited there in 1996 and talked to the original brewer. Well, I mean, that would be fantastic. Like, I know, I but like it's like that, information. like that stuff. Like, but sometimes people like people are almost always dicks about that. Oh yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, as long as as long as we go into it, all right. So, I, I mean, I'm gonna say that now to you guys. We are coming at this as uh, lovers, not experts. We yeah, are no. trying to learn along with you. If you have information that can make everything better, uh, please. Like this, this is an open discussion. Yeah. And if if like we hit, um, like we we hit a subject um, that. Like and we we like if we co- especially if we cover a subject and you are like hey I'm actually way smarter than you guys in this subject and you want to sit down for a recorded conversation and chat with us please do or even just like send us an email or something like a correction on air but if we can sit down and have an actual discussion about it then other people can gain your knowledge as well which oh, yeah. is fantastic yeah, yeah it it's there's lots of research, but I don't mind doing that stuff. Like, that's not something. No, no, the research is going to be great. Uh, Rick is actually probably going to, I mean, I I hate to say this, but Rick is probably going to pull a lot of the research on this. Just his personality on it. Yeah, I I do. I'll get, I'll I'll take a lot of time doing it, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't have to do the 14 other shows that I... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um... Now that that's not so bad. Like um I'm I there are aspects of the historical brewing process I'm not looking forward to, like trying to figure out how to not burn myself with a giant uh there's cauldron that, over. and there's it's like when we're going to when we're boiling something over a fire it's going to take so long to like to make a make a boil. Right. To get to a temperature and then then it's going to be an so all day much, affair. Yeah, it's and it's going to be so much finicking, so much more than with, like, propane. Yep. To keep a temperature from, like, we don't want it to be going crazy. Well, that's why we got to make it, like, a day and have people out and then you know, not no get doubt, drunk. No doubt, no doubt. But there will be annoying things about that. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> but overall, I think it'll be fun, especially doing, like, the historical, like, process. At least not, as long as we don't have to do it every time. Yep. Yeah, no. Uh, other things I'm not looking forward to. Um, the 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 backlash we'll get when we initially say we don't want to try the beer and we're not excited about it, and then we'll probably have it. And some of them we'll be very impressed with and excited about. Some of them we will not be. Yeah. Well, I mean some. Some historical beers just won't be good for our palate. For the modern palate. It just won't, like, we have, maybe if we grew up with it, but, like, there'll be some things that are just weird tasting. Well, and then, and then, like, we have, we will have to make a, and this will have to be a discussion. Um, Do we, do we use uh, modern temp control for fermentation? Do we not? Like, and some of that's going to have to become, like, a discussion. Like, if, so if it's a traditionally winter style, we'll probably have to use modern temp control, and then are we actually brewing it the historical way? Like, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So, so some of those interesting discussions, I'm also not looking forward to some of the backlash we might get on them. Yep. Yep. Because no matter what we do, we're not going to make everybody happy. But again, you know, we're not archaeologists. We are, we're, we're lovers, not experts. We're also mostly just reading stuff off the internet, which is usually able to find good sources, but sometimes there's just... Sometimes you're not, and sometimes something might screw us up. But yeah, we'll find research papers, we'll read stuff, uh, we'll read blogs, we'll read articles, we'll, um, we'll read published books. Yep. Yeah, uh, also, if there's any like good historical brewing books you guys want to push us towards, please... Again, this is a this is about the I think the most collaborative um, effort that we've we've tried to do in homebrewbound history, and you guys are going to be a huge part of this. Yeah, we need to look in every in all sorts of places for all the information because mm-hmm. there's not going to be one source of information for a lot of stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, do you have any final words before we wrap up? Not really. No. All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for. I know this was. It's not your traditional uh, episode of Homebrew Bound, but I thought it was very important to let you guys know what we were trying to do um, before we kind of threw you into it. Uh, we'll be back next week with probably a more traditional episode, and we'll have the next historical episode in the next one or two weeks. We're going to record at least one coming up here. Um, and again, uh, we're going to be doing uh, historical ales of. Or, uh, no, uh, what is it? Historical brewing techniques. Um, we're going to be starting with that. Oop, that's the intro. We need the outro. Um, yeah, so we're looking at, uh, yeah, the historical ales of Northern Europe. Or farmhouse ales of Northern Europe. Yeah. I had a lot of things I had to say this week. Oof. <laughs> I feel like I monologued a little bit. There was a lot of talking. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, it happens. It's the way she goes. It's the way she goes. I need a beer. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios or follow us on Twitter at blindnerdscoreninja. Uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.